Hello and welcome to That Film Stew. I'm Luke. And I'm Jason. In this episode, we've got another movie review, and this time we're looking at Coming to America. Directed by Craig Brewer, Coming to America is the comedy sequel to the original 1988 film starring Eddie Murphy. The movie is available now on Amazon Prime, but if you haven't watched Coming to America yet and you want to, go watch it first before listening to our full review. We will be talking spoilers. The movie sees many returning cast members from the original film, including Arsenio Hall and James Earl Jones. Originally intended to have a theatrical release by Paramount Pictures, Coming to America's distribution rights were sold to Amazon Studios due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Jason, you have the plot. Newly crowned King Akeem, played by Eddie Murphy, learns he has a long-lost son in the United States and with his trusted confidant, Semi, played by Arsenio Hall, must return to America to meet this unexpected heir and bring him back to Zamunda. Coming to America, the original, you guys covered it recently on an episode of Rewind and Review. So this is going to be very familiar territory for you. Just talking about the first movie and now going straight into the sequel. I mean, it feels, even though it was only maybe two weeks or so, 33 years later, uh, (laughs) jumping ahead. Have you, did you rewatch the original? I did. Like before before this? Okay. I mean, that's still pretty, that's still pretty recent. um, Late last year. Yeah. I did come to America and then lead up to Christmas, I watched Trading Places. Now, look, if you. If you didn't listen to that Rewind and Review episode, I mean, go listen now because if you don't want to know how I feel about it, you go listen to it. I assume you've done that and uh, I can move on. I mean, you, <laughs> you, you know from it that I, I adore coming to America. Yes, yeah. Hilarious, um, heartfelt, like gags. So many gags, very funny. Um, a product of its time, but still something that, you know, works now on so many levels. Fantastic movie. I'm assuming you feel, if not the same, probably more uh, love and adoration for that movie. Yeah, I I love that movie. It is so, it is a classic. And although I was very much looking forward to this sequel, I was concerned because, and they always say that if it's a reboot, a remake, or a sequel, and it's not as good as the original. It doesn't take away from the original. The original will always be there. But That's still, right. I had concerns. Although this movie, and we will get into it, does kind of go back and change the events of that movie slightly. Yeah, which, is, which isn't good Like when they, when they do that. Because then it's like, well, now does it kind of ruin that? But I mean, you, then you just it's ignore still, it. This is bad. It still doesn't. You know, since watching this movie, that I've got to be honest, I laughed a lot during this movie. But did since, you know? I did, did. I did. But since, okay, showed you guys too early. Well. <laughs> but as soon as I'd finished, I thought, right, okay. So in my mind, I prefer to think of this movie more of a companion to that first film than a sequel. But I think I've changed a little bit and just well, I'm more... What do you mean by that? As a sequel. Well, just the what fact that like, we've both said that we both really liked that first film. And I feel yeah. as though if it's just like a companion piece, it's kind of like you can take it or leave it. But a sequel, which it is a sequel. Come on, it is. It's a sequel to that movie. <laughs> Let's get into it. Like, 
There's, there's clearly a lot to talk about here, but before we get into Eddie Murphy and all the many, many characters he once again plays in this film, let's just talk a little bit about the director, Craig Brewer. Murphy's worked with him before, and that film was Dolmite Is My Name, which came out on Netflix yeah, last and year. Yeah, kind of, and that was kind of like the movie that came out uh, where we were like, hang on. Is Eddie Murphy back? Like, well, that was is... the idea. Because until yeah. until Dolmite is my name, that many years ago, he made a drama called Mr. Church, and to my knowledge, still isn't available in Australia, which is crazy. But he made this little movie after not making films for a while, Mr. Church, that we didn't get, and we had to wait until Dolmite is my name. We all wanted it to be good, and it was brilliant. And that same director is back directing this movie. Unfortunately, it's not John Landis from the 88 original, but we've got a good director in, in Brewer. And it was on the back of Dolmite that Eddie wanted him to direct this film. And apparently Brewer was a bit hesitant to begin with, but Arsenio Hall overheard the conversation and he also showed support for Brewer. And on the back of that, he agreed to do the film. It's, it's so, you know, like we're talking, this is 33 years later after this first movie. I mean, is there a, is there like a, a sort of a use-by date on when a sequel can really be made? I mean, I, I guess not, but is this I mean, I, too late or is it, is it the perfect time? I'd say it's not too late, if I'm honest. I mean, ideally, I mean, that movie, that first film was a smash hit, right? So you would have thought... They'd have done a sequel a lot sooner. But if you think of, you know, Eddie Murphy and the, the sequels that he has done, I can only think of Beverly Hills Cop and Nutter Professor. Has he made any of the sequels? Yeah, besides... I guess Shrek. Uh, You've got the Shrek films. I was, I was about to say Shrek. Like besides... But that's not quite the same, though. No. Yeah, they never, something... food, they? they never did a Norfolk food, did they? They never did a... It's not... No Golden Child 2. It's not Daddy something... Daycare. Was he, he wasn't in the second one, was he? That's Cuba Gooding Jr. in Daddy wow. Day Camp. And he even went on to do a, oh, is it a Grand Daddy Daycare? Anyway, and that's oh, got Danny Trejo in it. I'm pretty sure. You know what? We need, to, we need to actually talk about this movie. Um, we, we do. We I don't do. know if it's a bad sign that we're, we're, we're <laughs> kind of, are we nah, just no, avoiding? No. Hey, hey, I've got a lot to get into with this film. Well, I've got a lot to get into. My main, my main thing, I think we just jump straight into the comedy of like, you know, because like I said, you know, coming to America, that, that original movie, so funny. Now this movie, when it starts, I was like, okay, I'm into this. All right, this could be, you know, it's great to see a lot of returning faces. Where are these characters now? You know, over 30 years later, um, you know, oh, there's lots of like gags that they're repeating, cool. and then you know, the movie sort of gets into its plot and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh no, I'm not laughing anymore. The movie's not funny. I, I really, I, I couldn't, I can't even think of one joke. Okay, I can think of one joke, but the, the, the um, what is it, the ZNN, and it's James L. Jones doing the, this is ZNN. One joke, nothing else in the movie I, I just, yeah, there was not one joke, one new joke. It was a lot of just repeated stuff from that original movie. Um, and anything new that they were doing, anything with like these new characters, I just really wasn't into it, which isn't great. 
Okay, let's but get surely into you it have some positive stuff to say. Yeah, yeah. Some... well, I've got a lot to say. I've got a lot to say. So I'm hoping okay, yeah, that <laughs> you don't want this to be a short review. <laughs> it well, sounds like you do. We can wrap up now if you want. I'd... Uh, hey, hey, strap in. Strap yourself in. We've got a lot to get through. I've got more to say. I just... Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, it's, it's a difficult one to review, having so much love for that first movie. Uh, okay. Is it funny? Yes, I did laugh in this movie. Um, quite a bit but is it as funny as that first movie no it's not and if I'm honest I wasn't expecting it to be you said it's hitting a lot of the same beats right in the beginning I was a little concerned and I watched this with my wife and I turned to her and I said I hope they're not going to do this throughout the whole film the opening of the original movie it's his birthday and he sits (laughs) in bed and he goes it is my birthday and in the sequel, it's our anniversary. Like, yeah, and I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't want it to be this. Don't just do the mm. same, the same gags as before. There's a big difference, and it's not massively noticeable, but at times you do notice it. This is a PG movie, or well, in the states, PG thirteen. The original was R-rated. In the UK, mm. I think it ended up being like a certificate fifteen, so maybe an M or. MA here in Australia but either way the the certificate was tamer for this movie so I thought it was going to be really noticeable I think by being able to say bastard son and that be okay and not to be classed as a swear helps the movie because you've still got quite a bit of bad language even though it's a PG-13 well, I think I think with that they're using the word bastard in its in its actual proper term. Well, that's how they that's how they got away with it. But bastard yeah. is a swear word. There's no there's no nudity in this. There isn't, but they still have the bit in the shower, and then when the servants come to bathe him, they're clothed, whereas in that first film. So I'm mm. thinking what's what's different and I was curious, you know, what are they what are they changing here? for 2021 for this movie to now be a PG-13. That's the, they're the only real differences that I noticed because I don't remember it really being an R-rated movie, if I'm honest, with that first movie. So tonally, it was very similar. Yeah, I think they, I think they use the F word quite a lot. Well, not a lot, but like enough in that first one to probably warrant that. Obviously, yeah, there's the nudity and stuff and nudity, like that. Yeah. So you can um, see why... And I, why I guess would... there's... There is, a, I guess, an overall tone of grittiness in that in that first one, especially when you get to Queens and there's sort of that representation um, of like a dance. Of course, yeah. Place. yeah. F you, um, F you too. Well, yeah, that's it. And it's like, like, you're this, right, yeah. This movie, it's sort of like Zamunda's a bit of a wacky place. There's sort of, it's a bit more fun when they do go to America for uh, the brief instances in this movie it's I mean that was a stretch that was a stretch and a quick turnaround because that first movie is all about coming to America and in mm. this film you know they had an agenda he finds out that he's got a bastard son so they quickly go to America is there enough time to go to the barbershop which was fantastic and I know it's in all the ads where it's the theatrical tra- or the trailer or the TV spots, they're really running those barbershop scenes. But then he's back to Zamunda. Let's let's talk Eddie Murphy. We're both happy that he's back. You know, we talked to Dolby yeah. is my name. And I just want to see 
Eddie Murphy just continued to make movies. And for me, the outtakes at the end was great to see. I want to see Eddie Murphy having a good time making movies because if he's having a good time, it increases the chances of him making more movies yeah. because well, I think that's ultimately what, what I want to want to happen. Well, I mean, you mentioned the, um, you know, like the barbershop scene where he plays, you know, I think he plays two, he played two characters in it. I'm pretty sure. Yep. He plays the, the, the white Jewish man and he also yeah, plays then, the uh, Mr. Clements, the, the head barber, the, uh, the yeah. owner. In those scenes, I think that's where he's having a ball. That's, you know, it's sort of like Eddie Murphy's staple to have those like multi-character sort of scenes. Obviously, our senior Hall's in there as well. What would have been amazing if it would have been if they had gotten up? Was it uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. or? In that first movie, Cuba, yeah. Yeah, it would have been amazing if they got him back in that <laughs> chair, getting a haircut once again, like the little yeah. boy grown up. That would have been nice. I, I bet you they must have gone out and at least tried to get I, him. I reckon they would have. I someone would have been calling someone. I, I don't know, man, because I've done a lot of. I've looked into this, like you know, with doing prep for the for the review, and they they reached out to Sam Jackson. Unfortunately, due to scheduling conflicts, he couldn't do it. Otherwise, he would. There's loads of people that they did reach out to, and Cuba Gooding Jr. His name hasn't come up in any of the research that I've done. Random. But it would anyway. have been nice if he if he came back. But it's interesting what they've done here because instead of having Sam Jackson, who's known now as a Marvel character, Nick Fury, they went to Snipes instead. So they've got Blade in this movie. So I'm happy to see yeah. Marvel hey. is still represented. Wesley Snipes is still looking real, real good, eh? Like, same. He looks the same. Yeah, I'm like, like, yeah. I'm like, maybe he is... Like a, at least a half empire because he, I don't think he's aged a day since. No, it's, um, it's, it's, it's incredible. And um, we'll, we'll go through the characters <laughs> actually. I think the, the best way to talk about this movie is to talk about the, the characters in the performances because that's what this movie is. That's well, what, let's start that's with, what that first. You tried to start with um, Eddie Murphy. I, I did, let's and then you derailed with, it. Yeah. But, that, <laughs> did. but that first movie was a was about characters. And this second movie is really about characters because not only for the most part, all those original characters back, we've got more characters as well. But I always found Eddie Murphy in Coming to America, like, because I always loved Beverly Hills Cop. And if you look at a lot of his performances, a lot of his films, he's fast talking, wisecracking, and that's who he is. So I've got to admit that I have always liked Coming to America but I, but I grew to love it a lot more than when I first watched it and got to appreciate what he was doing in that film. Because I'm like, hey, I want to see funny guy Eddie Murphy. And as Prince Akeem, he's very tame compared to most performances. But as you mm. say, in the barbershop, sexual chocolate, you know, that's oh, when yeah. you're, yeah. that's when, oh, there he is. There's the Eddie Murphy that I want to see. So he's kind of like he's doing it all, but for the most yeah, part. Yeah, like as, as Prince Akeem, it's like the, what was, what was good about that in that first movie was like his sort of his charm, his genuine character, like his good nature, you, you know, he means well, he's trying to do the right thing. He's trying to, um, you know, he doesn't just want a wife who serves him. He wants to actually find love and find value in his, you know, life partner sort of thing. And it's like, cool. Like we get that. We want to go on that journey with him and it's all fantastic. And, you know, and he's got a bit of like innocence to him, a bit of ignorance as well, but also in innocence. I did like what they were doing with his character in this movie. Um, 
yeah, I do have positive things to say. Surprise, surprise. Um, where it's sort of like that character that we met 30 years ago is still there, but like he's, he's disappeared. The responsibilities of being King and all that has sort of been left to him. And he's sort of aged and grown into this new character where it's like Zamundan is, needs to be put, put first kind of thing. So all those things have changed his character a bit, but then he's got other characters. He's got the supporting characters trying to reel him back in and, and tell him that it's like, nah, you've changed, man. You know, yeah. like you used to be cool. You used to be that yeah. guy from coming to America. Now you're this guy in yeah. coming to America. The title man is bonkers. He's but, but very clever. He, he, <laughs> he's becoming his father, like King, exactly. King Joffa. Yeah. That's, and it plays, it plays that that has drama to it. That really does. And, you know, James Earl Jones, of course, is back in this movie. Although interesting, what I did find, though, is that due to his age and not wanting to travel, he doesn't actually have any scenes with Eddie Murphy. He's pretty much the only cast member that never goes to set. He was edited in what? after the fact. He was too unwell to travel. Oh, okay, well. You wouldn't know. So, I mean, I know, like... <laughs> There's that one scene where he's pretty much, he's just in bed and I'm like, okay. Yep. So that could have just been movie like, magic. Movie <laughs> magic. And then, then there's like... the scene with the, with the, with the funeral or the pre-funeral, yeah. whatever you want to call it. And he's standing there and the, was that just his head? Like Movie magic, man. They're just, um, they're just getting it done. But yeah, yeah it's, it's done. but I was really surprised to find that. But so I like the drama that you're getting from that because this movie is silly and it's supposed to be silly. And it's good that it does have something else running through that grounds it a little bit. And then, like you say, you know, that young guy from, from the original movie, that he's, he's not that guy anymore because he's got the pressure of all these responsibilities of, of running the kingdom. Arsenio Hall, it is so good seeing him back in general. Because unlike, yeah. just in general, because it, it went to TV. That's what he did. And he had his really successful uh, chat show for quite a while. But he'd spent his time in TV. Eddie was on the big screen. Arsenio was on the small screen. And having a lot of success with that. But it's so good seeing them just back together again. And just hearing, I listened to um, an interview with Eddie Murphy today talking about this movie and Arsenio Hall and just saying that, they've been like really close friends for 35 years. And most weeks they see each other at least twice a week. Like apparently these guys are still wow. really close. <laughs> I know, exactly. So it's really good that they've got to, got to spend time again on screen. And, and apparently this script, like you, you're probably going to be surprised at what I'm going to say here. It took them four years to get this end result. And this is all they came up with, are you Multiple. <laughs> <laughs> multiple ideas and oh, some of wow. the some of the ideas were i mean this is the film that went through multiple drafts there's one draft of the film right playing akeem's son i shit you not it was going to be tracy morgan and arsenio said to eddie you're like the same age nobody's going to buy that and then eddie's like it's funny we'll make it work Fortunately, I mean, they kept Tracy Morgan in the film, but in a different capacity, but they moved away from that. I mean, there was a version, that there was one draft that Snipes wasn't in it and playing his part was going to be Eddie Murphy. Like, it was just oh, like a, like a bizarro Eddie Murphy. Yeah, like so it was going to be like 
the good guy and the bad guy. So yeah, they spent four years, multiple screenwriters, obviously Eddie Murphy gets story credit like he did in that first movie and created the characters. Um, but anyway, back I mean, to... It sounds Nova. like what they ended with was better than some of the things they had going. Yes. So, okay, fair enough. I agree. I agree. Uh, but, you know, I, I think there still could have been some better things going on there. But Arsenio um, Hall, as well as playing Semi, great name, always thought that. Of course, he is Akeem's best friend and aide. He also plays Reverend Brown, a reverend of the church, as well as Mr. Clarence's right-hand barber, Morris and Baba, a witch doctor. Yeah, and you know, for the for the longest part of this video, I was like, I didn't want to look at the credits yet, and I was like, is it possible that that witch doctor is being played by Adam Sandler? Because that's what I see. Oh my god! <laughs> <Doing>. Imagine, <laughs> imagine. Yeah, it was like um, Adam Sandler. Like Adam Sandler's like, <laughs> but his character like... in what? What was that movie? Master of Disguise with Dana Carvey. And I'm, oh, yeah, sure. I'm thinking a lot of the hot chick. One of the Happy Madison films that sound was not the star. <gasps> the one it, with the drums, the hot yes, chick. Yeah, the hot chick. That's with right. The yeah. drums. Sorry, I did not know you could. That's a funny gag. Um, yeah, no. The the prosthetics in this, like the special effects or the practical effects, are are incredible. The first movie, and you know the Nut Professor movies. Rick Baker did all those effects, but he's since retired. But apparently there's this guy who's a massive fan of Rick Baker and that's who Eddie got to do this movie. Like the, the makeup is just incredible. But I was looking at that witch doctor at the beginning and at one point there was a draft, believe it or not, Eddie was going to play that character, of course. Of course he was. <laughs> I think it was up to him to play everybody. <laughs> yeah. As many he characters played. as I can. No, but yeah, the, um, the, like, the makeup again looks, looks great in this... Um, you know, a lot of the visuals have improved since that first. I mean, we are talking 33 years later. It's a long um, time. You know, the, the shots of like the palace and, and stuff like that is no longer just a painted wall. Like it's, it looks, it looks, yeah, obviously it's been updated. So it looks good. That's a tick from me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lisa is, is back in this movie played by Shari Headley. It was good seeing seeing her in this and they had I was mirrored. worried I was worried about her character at first obviously being all stiff and queen like and regal um but they they were able to have a bit of fun with her where she yeah. sort of she you know, loosens meeting up. another woman from uh queens you know, from queens from yeah. her neck of the woods and obviously bonding over music and sensibilities and stuff like that which was cool but a highlight for her was that scene where she basically tells Akeem how it is and was like, you know, you said you'd change things and you haven't and you've turned into your father and you're putting them under first and, you know, blah, 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 obviously with the daughters and all that kind of stuff. That scene there where it was like their domestic king and queen argument and it's like kicking him out of his own, yeah. you know, room. There's the moments king. like that where, again, for the drama, it really works. And there's a really sweet moment where it mirrors that first film where they have their first dance in the original and they're dancing again in this one. So they mm. do have some good moments. But that first movie, although it is a rom-com, I, I, you know, people the, say it's the, a romantic comedy, yeah, but I But the romance is it. quite limited in I've that movie. I've never seen it. I really haven't. I honestly for me coming to America it's always been more of a bromance. 
between Akeem and Sammy. Like for me, oh, it's like it's like a, it's like a buddy. It's a buddy film. Yes. Like, go on an adventure, and there's hijinks, and so there's Rob, a scheme. <laughs> there's big chunks of this movie. No Sammy, you know, and yeah. I felt that I did. I did miss our senior hopeful. One of the, I mean, with that first movie, one of the the weaker points was the the romantic um, sort of relationship. It, although I like the two characters, they were kind of thrown together, and we just had to kind of go along for the ride and just buy that it was all happening. Fine, it's all in my review. It's all there in this movie. That sort of happens again with our other characters. I don't know if we're ready to talk about them yet. Oh, Maybe we'll, we'll come back. Okay, them. okay. Yes, I listened to what you what you say in your review, and if you haven't people listening go check out <laughs> jason's review i told them the to original. do that already <laughs> did which i'm just i'm just checking because <laughs> the point you made there and I've, you made a good one it's much worse here in this movie oh <laughs> like it's yeah with akeem's son yeah but we'll we'll get to that i want to work we'll keep working our way we'll keep going through the characters the returning yeah. cast and then we'll get to the new cast uh, we have vanessa bell uh callaway back as iman izzy She's General Izzy's younger sister and Akeem's former intended bride. And they're continuing that gag from the first movie where she's barking like a dog. That didn't necessarily work for me here. It's funny in that first movie, but then it's just cruel in this film. <laughs> yeah, in this it was like, have you been doing this for 30 years? Yeah, like whatever poor it's woman. The world of the movie. Poor Nuts. woman. Uh, but the, the original actress is back, which is, which is good. Um, Paul Bates as Oha the long-term royal servant. I'm, I love that, man. Honestly, I'd like the fact that where possible, they've just brought everybody back. Oh, exactly. Yeah, Everything... they've like, put out no stuff. That's why I swear they must have given Cuba Gooding Jr. a call. Hey, listen, I'll, um, I'll do some more prep. Maybe. <laughs> After we finish, I found nothing. But with, um, with Oha, you know, with Paul Bates, I'm glad they managed to give him a few moments to sort of sing. It wasn't, it, I don't know, it wasn't the same as that first one. Like that song was so good and so funny. And yeah. this, I think he just sings a song. I don't know if it was like an actual pop song or something, but it sounded like a legitimate song. And I was like, it wasn't really funny. It was just, oh, at least he's singing. And then later on, I think they got, um, oh, I can't remember the, the artist during the credits and he, he plays a song on piano and he's singing it. It's John Legend, but let's leave John the Legend until the, the end because there is some amazing cameos in this film but we'll we'll do we'll, but with that I just because we'll it. it's connected just because it's connected to Paul Bates and I'm like you know that made me smile at the end but then I was thinking about it I'm like but I'm smiling at it because of the song and I'm like I've already heard that song I don't actually give a shit that it's John Legend but it's like, I'm like I'm laughing at the song but again it's the same song from that first movie so I'm really just laughing at that first movie we'll move on we'll move on well, I mean, we might as well finish point. John Legend now. We're on John Legend. Um, oh, I'm sorry. He's seen performing <laughs> She's Your Queen and he finishes at the very end by saying, Good night, Zamunda. And I just, I really, um, really liked that. Um, other returning <laughs> characters, uh, we've got, oh, of course, uh, John Amos as Cleo McDowell. Yeah. Great to see him McDow- back in the McDowell's restaurants. In fact, there's a McDowell's restaurant yeah, in Zamunda. Exactly. It's like, how are they going to do it? And he's relocated. And because he's relocated, it also brought along with him Louis Anderson as Maurice. Of course, we'd remember him from that first movie as a mid-level employee at the restaurant. 
another yeah, familiar the, the one face. white guy the one white guy in the movie let's just say have it. You, <laughs> well yes but have you have you heard about that lately like it's been like i heard there was something about multiple like news outlets running a story like the where studio or something yeah like said hey demanded a white actor in the movie you need to put a white guy in your film and eddie's like it's kind of not the point of the film like it really isn't but he got given a list of five people and of the five eddie picked louis anderson but with that though he did or does legitimately find him funny. Like, so he didn't like just put someone in that he didn't want. No, he, he still put he, a, a, yeah. So he, a but good yeah, well, that, was, um, that was interesting. It's the kind of thing, oh. you know, nobody knew then, but it's, again, like, a lot of news outlets around that story. Uh, but going back to John Amos, they have that good moment where he goes and finds Akeem and he's mopping and takes you back to that first yeah. film, which, you know, we can say that a lot during this review. <laughs> A lot of this film takes us back to that first film. Well, they get to that, have that father-son moment. Yeah, no, that that's that scene again is, and this was the part of the movie where I was like, "I'm back in, I'm back in." Like this is working for you. This this scene follows that scene with um, Akeem and Lisa, you know, um, and now it's like him and his father-in-law. They're having that, you know, deep conversation about, you know, you're the you're the king of this place. Like I'm the king of this restaurant, you know, like you just got to find your place. The advice probably isn't the best, but, but he means well. And, and, it, and it's a nice moment. And I like that because it's about his character. Again, it's yeah. about the characters developing and there's something actually happening that's real in this movie. And I'm like, cool, this is nice. Again, it's not just laugh a minute. There's some drama. Mm. <laughs> but I, I think what they, with the comedy with John Amos, what they were what they were doing here was the same stuff they'd done before. It was all yeah. the the only jokes they had for him were the the stuff to do with it's not the same as McDonald's. That's like we've heard this. Yeah. There's a whole new thing with like McFlurries versus McFlurbles or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. It's like, okay, so yeah. it's a different product. It's the same joke, and I'm like, all right, that's fine. It's it's fine if they reference you know like or repeat some of the jokes and. It's like cool, cool little nod, bit of nostalgia. It's all fun. It's all I remember that. But yeah, you need some new stuff as well. And John Amos had nothing else new. Is... Again, four years to write this film. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that makes it more frustrating. Now we've got an actor here. He's a returning actor, and I've got to say, I'm not familiar with him. It's Clint Smith as Sweets. He's the other barber in the barbershop. So he's the character yeah. in there that isn't Eddie or Arsenio. But I don't know this guy from anything else. Nah, I, I know him from that barbershop. <laughs> and he's great. As sweets, but I don't know him from anything I mean, else. This is, this is how good he is. If I told you that he was actually Eddie Murphy, you'd, you'd probably believe me. You'd be like, okay, yeah, sure. Until doing prep, yeah. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> like why, if I was like, one not? of them's Arsenio Hall and three of them are Eddie Murphy, you'd be like, okay, yeah. You know, we've all seen The Nutty Professor. We believe you. <laughs> I watched them again recently. That first movie, it's still pretty fun. The Clumps, though, wow. That, um, yeah. Nah, they were having fun. I used they to enjoy, <laughs> enjoy it a lot more. Um, before we get into... The new characters with um, Akeen's son and, and everybody else. I want to talk about Colin Jost as Mr. Duke. This was a nice surprise. Uh, we know there's a connection between trading places and coming to America. 
Right, yeah. And then coming to America, that's where the Dukes are giving money by Akeem and he's like, we're back. And that, and that was the gag in Coming to America. But then when you've got the guy, uh, Mr. Duke, in this film, and you've got Akeem's son applying for the job and you've got the Dukes on that big painting, I love the fact that they've still got a connection to trading places in this I, film. I've got to admit, I completely missed it, but that is amazing. Well, you've got um, Joss' character is a relative of the Duke brothers, again, being the antagonist in Trading Places from 83, and the homeless duo in Coming to America, the first film. I, I just, mm. I love that. And, and that's, you never see him again. It's just that scene in the beginning, you've got yeah. Jermaine Fowler as Akeem's son. Fails at the job interview. But then you get from him in that quick moment that he's not a pushover and he's somebody that wants to work like for whatever he achieves in life. He doesn't want it to just be given to him. But then we find that that soon changes when he finds out that he's African royalty. But this is essentially the new Akeem, like the new main character, because as soon as Jermaine Fowler is introduced, you see a lot less of Eddie Murphy. Mm. Do, you, do you know what I don't like about this character is, I mean, like, fine, perfectly fine performance. It's, it's, it's all good there. Uh, but just the character, you know, when we're introduced to him, you know, he, he makes this grand speech about, like, how he hasn't been given anything on a silver platter. Um, he's had to work for stuff if he, if, you know, like, his upbringing wasn't the best. He didn't have that father figure in his life. Um, all this kind of stuff, you know, and it's sort of like, yeah, this is a character we can root for. And I was like, all right, cool. He seems like a pretty down to earth kind of guy. Um, expecting his character to sort of, sort of push away from the idea of like, oh, I'm a, I'm essentially a, a, a prince. Like, no, like I don't need, like I don't want this. I don't, you know, expecting, but then completely shoving that whole speech aside. The first thing he does is, is go. Oh yippee yippee! Here's my here's my handout. Here's like my chance to be swept yeah. away into a magical. And it's sort of like, okay, what was the point of that opening scene? And then there's moments throughout the movie where it's like, you know, he, it's not like a yeah, we where his um, potential bride is, you know, introduced to him and she's she's singing and doing some performance, and then he like sort of chimes in and does his performance. I'm just like, what is this? Like, it's, I don't know. It just seemed like the movie was trying to be cool and hip. And maybe I'm not cool and hip, so I wasn't into it. But I don't know, it just it didn't work for me. And the yeah, and then there's the romance with him and the barber girl. The barber. You know, I um, I've been speaking pretty positively about this movie, <laughs> and I'm here for Eddie Murphy. I'm here for Arsenio Hall and as many yeah. characters as these guys want to play the whole movie if they want. Uh, but yeah, as soon as we get the son, you know, I and you find out. And this is the thing we talked about at the opening. This film does change that first film. Because although it wasn't with Lisa at the time, we find out that Akeem slept with somebody else yeah. during that first movie. And they've gone back and changed that. And that was uh, Lavelle's mum, played by Leslie Jones. And she's funny in this. Like, she's really funny in this. I enjoyed her larger than life character you know you've got a lot of gags with her but you find out that she she slept with a king in that first film or they had sex in that first film 
and that's so I'm, where I'm, Lavelle comes from. There you go. Look, he'd wonder comedy, how do it. Comedy is subjective, right? So I'm not going to stand here and say her character isn't funny. However, I myself, in my opinion, I just didn't find her funny. I didn't find her character funny. Um, the performances, the the larger than life, it that all didn't work for me. I just felt both the like the mother and son, you know, like coming to Zamunda and just sort of just being these large energy balls. I don't know. It just felt like it's in your face. It was it was full on, and I don't know. I just didn't enjoy the characters. It, it just wasn't working for me. I feel like Zamunda is already kind of wacky with their traditions and their sort of ways of doing things, and you know, it's all very big and stuff. I feel like these two characters should have been more reserved. They should have been the straight characters that have sort of come into this world, and maybe they could have had an you know, this is sort of rewriting the whole movie, but maybe the mother character could have been like. Um, maybe a little bit more villainous and been like, you know, encouraging the son to yeah. remember what I was saying. Like maybe the son could have yeah. been like resentful, not resentful, but like sort of like um, hesitant to, to fall into this role or to like take this, you know, like be, be a part of all this, like getting all this money and living this sort of life. And maybe the mother, mother could have been the one who was like pushing him into it to take advantage yeah. of it and all that kind of stuff. Maybe there could have been something more interesting, but she was just like, I like, she was just like, there was nothing bad about her character no, at all. There was I, nothing I get there. It was just, I get what you're saying. She was just loud I and annoying. I get what annoying. you're saying, but your take on the film, yes, you're rewriting the film to the point where you're making a different movie. It's not that kind of film of like suspicion and everything else. It's, mm. it's meant to be, it's a light film. It's meant to be a loud, funny film. And I, honestly, I, I liked Leslie Jones in this. And again, like, I did struggle... Not because if he was given a big performance, but Jermaine Fowler as Lavelle, like it was just. I think it's just having to accept him as being like the next generation. Like, okay, so we had Akeem in that first film, and now we've got Lavelle. I just didn't. I suppose a lot of what the movie was doing was because you you know it cut to the expressions of you know Akeem, Lisa, the daughters, and it was all it was sort of like them like. Oh God, who are these people? Like, are they? Oh, this isn't gonna work. This isn't right, you know. So maybe the movie was sort of propping them up as like we're not really meant to be embracing these characters. No, it's as like much. so. Maybe maybe that yeah. was the point. It's a class thing as well, isn't it? Like you've got royalty, and then they're gonna seem it's you know fish out of water. It's what coming to America has always been they're always going to see these like strange differences in each other. But what they were doing was working for me. You've got Tracy Morgan, fortunately not as Akeem's son, but playing Lavelle's uncle. So it's good that we've got Morgan in this. And do you know what? I'll say this. This is, this is my take on Tracy Morgan. Like, it does make me laugh. But it's like he's always playing the same character in yes. absolutely everything. <laughs> Like Everything. I want to say that I want to say that I enjoyed his character, and I've enjoyed stuff that he's done where he's been like this. But then in this, I was just like, I'm not getting anything new from him, and he's a new character in this movie. Yes. And I felt like I was seeing something again, and I don't know, again another new character where I'm just like, I'm just, it's not working for me. The new characters aren't working as well as the 
the returning characters, but we've got three princesses in this movie and they work. They work. You've got the, the eldest or the first daughter played by Kiki Lane playing Princess Mika Joffa. So the whole thing with her character is that she's ineligible to take over the throne as a Munda since she has to be a male heir. And that's why when Akeem has a, has a son, he can come and rule once Akeem can no longer rule, just like his dad passed it on to him. And we do get growth in Akeem, you know, when we get to you know, the movie, that he changes the rules, he's king after mm. all. And he ended the right way when he's handing out responsibilities. So you've got her as the eldest, and we've got uh, Bella Murphy, who I didn't realise at the time is actually Eddie Murphy's real-life daughter. She's playing Princess Omer Joffa. She's the second daughter. And as the youngest daughter, Akili Love as Princess Tinashe. That sounds right, I guess. Uh, Tinashe Joffa. But you've got the three princesses and they have that great scene when they come in and kick ass because you've got the bad guys yeah. that are looking to invade. And that's it. There's, there's a threat hanging over this movie. But wow. Wesley Snipes in this film as General Izzy and mine his older brother is just hilarious. Like nobody makes an entrance better than Snipes in this movie. Like every time. <laughs> He's quite always a, as a... There's a parade, there's an entourage yeah. of dancers. And, you know, I was like, why not? <laughs> yeah, and, and um, amongst, his, amongst his entourage, though, is Rick Ross, somebody that I'd not heard of before. So he plays Izzy's lieutenant, right? And this I found very interesting. The scenes set in Zamunda were all filmed in the Atlanta area. And specifically, the Zamundan Royal Palace was shot entirely at an estate owned by Rick Ross who is a hip-hop star and producer. So it's essentially that guy's house. And they just dressed up the interior. So they didn't really have to go far. Apparently it's got five acres, it's got a lake. So when you're seeing all the gazelles and everything else, it's this guy's property. So I wonder if that's how he got him set apart in the film. Just come shoot at my house. (laughs) And then that'll be fine. (laughs) But yeah, so that essentially... Interesting. For the most part, Zamunda... Rick Ross's house. Uh, but back to Snipes, though. Yeah, he's... Um, ah, the guy can do comedy, and he's really, he's really funny in this. Did you find him funny in this? I, I found he, he was fine. He was fine. It wasn't over... I mean, no, it was fine. I can't say it was funny. Oh, okay, was okay. I legit no, were, found I, him really funny. I didn't, I didn't dislike him. I didn't dislike him like the, these other new characters, but... He wasn't overly funny in any sort of way. It was fine. The, I think I was I mean, just like, I, I don't was know like, what it damn, is then. I've always been a fan of Snipes. Always liked his movies, and he's not necessarily done a lot of comedies. I mean, you know, he did White Men Can't Jump with Woody Harrelson, but he's not known for comedy. And you could just tell, and not just Snipes. So let's say this right: the people making this film are having a blast. No, you see it in the outtakes, of course you do, but you can just see it in the film. Like these, they're actually having fun at what they're doing. You can see it. That final scene where they're all dancing. Oh, especially. You know, happy. And it's especially. Like, you can just see it pans out, and it's like you just look at everyone's face. Everyone's faces that they're, they're all genuine, just like. I mean, they're probably like exhausted trying to like get these old dance moves right and stuff, <laughs> yeah, but it's like they but all having. Look, 
genuinely happy and like, having a good time. And look, yeah. you can't argue with that. But at the end of the day, like I don't know, I still want a good movie. The name <laughs> so the name so let's, we... let's let's go back to the the title. Like you mentioned the, the title of the movie where they replaced T O with the number two because originally I mean I would have was going to be called Coming to America Two. Yeah, I think I, what they would have is a better option. I would have done that if I was in charge. I would have been like, let's change that to a T. They, yeah, they, it works. No, it works. It looks good. It looks good on the poster. It's, it's hard to talk about in an audio format like we're doing here. Like you know, like well, that's oh, what I, saying, I, I, I went and watched that movie original, Coming yeah. to America, and then I watched the sequel Coming to America. Um, it, it's it's trickier. It's look not the, as hard look as... at the latest Halloween film. It's uh, yeah, I was going to say Halloween. Look at the latest Wrong Turn film. It's called Wrong Turn. At least with this film, they put a number in there. Isn't Just that Wrong Turn a reboot though, or a no, apparently it's a continuation. I don't know. I'm not saying it. Ah, I watched Isn't it. Is a continuation? No, it's well, not Let's save that for another time. I can't, I can't <laughs> say I've watched all five or six wrong turn movies, but I, there's, I didn't I There's at least seven. Picture. There's at least seven. Anyway. Far out. This movie, um, where were we? Oh, oh the names. Like Zamunda. Zamunda. Zamunda is a great name. Like Black Panther, Wakanda has been around mm. since the 60s. But we didn't get in a film until recent years. And I did hear, actually, that Ryan Coogler pitched an idea to Eddie Murphy about a sequel to Coming to America. Murphy didn't like that idea, but that was his, that, that's what spurred him into action to actually want to develop a sequel. And at one point, it was right. going to be a stage play, but Ryan Coogler was a potential catalyst for getting this movie started. So if you want to know who to thank, send some oh, thanks. Coogler's way. Well, oh Speaking yeah. Of... Just one more thing on the names. We've got Zamunda, the new one in this, which is brilliant. And this is where General Izzy is from, Nextoria. Yeah, no, okay. It's no. a good name. I mean, it's a good name. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah, I, I like it. But, but speaking of names and you know, Black Panther, Wakanda, all that kind of stuff, you know, in the trailer, how there's, it's like a scene where it's like, I think it's, I think it's Lavelle and he's saying, oh, apparently I'm the prince of like Wakanda or something. And they're like, Wakanda's not real. What, you, you remember that scene from the trailer, right? I, it sounds was familiar. That not, was that not in the movie? Not in the film, no. Yeah, okay. Pretty sure. I was Pretty like, sure the film. not that I was really looking out for it, but I was just like, oh, I don't remember that being in the movie. Just thought I'd ask. Continue, as you were. <laughs> we could probably talk about the, the cameos. Like one in particular, like who the hell? Could have foreseen that Morgan Freeman would be in this film as himself. Oh, amazing! <laughs> like it just, it just incredible. Like my my instant thought was, it's it's not him. <laughs> like it's somebody doing an impression or in prosthetics. I mean, we've seen the other characters in this film, but holy crap, you got Morgan Freeman as himself. Incredible. I mean, I, I heard his voice, and I was like, well, I mean, it sounds like Morgan Freeman. And I, I think a little part of me at that point of time, I was, I still had faith that the movie could pull. Morgan Freeman yeah. and they did so I was like cool but I th- <laughs> nothing I think, was doubted I had no doubt at that stage I think you know saying this movie can pull Morgan Freeman I think it's less this movie and more coming to America in general like this film yeah. like we've both said we're fans of it but this is like such a big touchstone for most people I mean it's a, it's a cult classic there's no denying it of that first film and it means a lot to a lot of people so the fact that they've got him to come in this movie 
it should be no surprise, really. I mean, we've got Trevor Noah in here as a Zamunda News Network anchor, which was, you know, pretty cool. You know him from the Today Show and his stand-up. So it was good to see him in here. But the more surprising than Morgan Freeman, though, is when we start seeing En Vogue, Salt and Pepper, Gladys Knight. You're like, well, holy crap. They're just having a great time with this movie, aren't they? They're getting everybody back. You've got uh, Gladys Knight singing Midnight Train from Zamunda, which was a great song. And I've got to be honest, since seeing the movie on Spotify, on repeat, I've had the soundtrack. And it is great. <laughs> it is the, great. This movie or the, the this original movie. movie? No, no, no. This movie. Okay. This movie has so many great songs. We've mentioned John Legend already. And there's a compilation track on there towards the end. And... It is, it is a great track. In fact, it's pretty much what you were talking about where everyone's dancing at the end and all the characters are coming in because essentially you've got Akeem's son that's going to go to Queens to get married. Um, that reverend is back from that first movie. But then Akeem's like, no, 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 we need to bring Queens to Zabunda. And that's what, that was how they were going to get everybody there, the guys from the barbershop. And it enabled them to have that big song at the end and you've got Eddie Murphy, you know, once again playing Randy Watson, the lead singer of Sexual Chocolate. And yeah, that scene's a lot of fun and it plays well on the on the soundtrack as well. But I was especially impressed. I mean, Salt and Pepper, like who who knew they were still going? Or are they still going? But either or, this movie plays so much on nostalgia, whether it's it's gags from that first movie, bringing characters and actors back, or the music. It's one big nostalgia fest. It sounds like I enjoyed it a little bit more than, than you did. Uh, but this is a movie where everybody's having a good time. We mentioned in the opening it was supposed to be a theatrical. Uh, Paramount were going to put it out. It had a budget of $60 million. Amazon picked it up from Paramount. I think I read 120 million. That's how much they okay. they paid for it. Yeah, they doubled their money. Well done. And, <laughs> and even like the interview that I listened to with Murphy, like again, this movie was intended to be seen on the big screen. But then he was saying that releasing it this way, and you know, with everything that's happening in the world, and and this movie is light, silly entertainment. Having it available to watch at home is probably a good way to. To release it and yeah I'm, I'm glad that we got to see it and it didn't get pushed back like all these other movies um, well, I'd, I'd, seen... I'll, tell you, I'll tell you right now if if I had paid money to see this at the cinema I would have been pretty pretty annoyed I was just going to say that I never saw that first one on the big screen so seeing the sequel right. on the small screen also is kind of is kind of fitting uh, but I think you're banging at the door, we're there, let's do the rating. <laughs> <laughs> because, I mean, I kind of, I've got, I've got an idea, um, but what, would you gonna rate, what are you going to rate this movie out of five? Yeah, look, um, the, the highlights of this movie are the returning faces um, and what they're doing with, with the character, sort of, I guess, the arcs in, in the story and where, you know, where they are 30 years later, 30 plus years later. Um, I'm liking that. I'm liking that sort of catch up. They they did take a, an actual serious approach to still silly, but like, you know, serious approach. So I liked all of that. 
Um, it's just good to see a lot of returning, you know, like they really tried to get as many people back. Um, look, you know, they can put salt and pepper and whoever else, John Legend cameoing at the end. At the end of the day, it's like they're just cameos. It's like I don't get excited by cameo after cameo of, you know, celebrities from, from now and from the past. Who cares? Like, just make a good movie. Cameos can just be a bonus, but you're going to make a good movie first. Um, and, but they haven't, unfortunately. Like, the new characters, their storylines, their portrayals, they didn't, weren't working for me. Um, I, yeah. Is this movie funny? No. It's not, and that's really, really upsetting. It started pretty, pretty all right. I was like, okay, I'm on board. As long as they weren't, I was like, just don't stick with the same jokes, even though I'm kind of chuckling at them. But then they just did. They just, I mean, they're doing things like they were taking different approaches, but at the end of the day, it was all the same jokes. Again, I, besides the James Earl Jones voicing the, this is ZNN. Like, I was like, ah, that's funny because CNN. Like, besides that, I can't think of one other joke that actually made me... I don't even remember them even trying to be a joke. I was like, never mind me thinking that it was funny or not. I was like, I don't think they wrote any new jokes. It was just the same stuff. Like, I, th- I feel like a two is too generous. But yeah, two out of five. Yeah, two out of five. Two out of five. Because I mean, look, there are some there are some nice bits and some things. To, it's great seeing Eddie Murphy doing, and all all of that's great. Eddie Murphy, Arsenio Hall, yeah, a lot of the returning cast. There's some good scenes. There's some good stuff. But it's yeah, two out of five. This movie was pretty pretty average, man. For me. <laughs> well, people listening can tell that I clearly enjoyed this movie a lot more than you did. But what I did enjoy, similar to yourself, it's it's everybody coming back. So I enjoyed that a lot more than the new characters. But you need new characters to tell the tell the story that they're looking looking to tell. I like that they they show quite a few clips from that first movie as well. And one of my favourite clips has always been like the speed dating scene or where they go to all the different nightclubs, and one of them is Arsenio Hall hitting on Arsenio Hall. Always found that funny, and I'm glad they included that in the spit take in the, in this movie. But again, it's like saying what I enjoyed and found funny about this movie is what they ever just edited from that first movie or told again <laughs> yeah. the same way, if not differently. But again, seeing these characters, Eddie Murphy having fun, again, I've mentioned that a few times, but it's one of my favourites, always has been. I know it's the the same for for most people i did have fun with this movie you know i had a few ups and downs uh, a few things i wasn't too keen on overall i um i enjoyed it you know i, I did find it funny and um, you were saying if you'd have paid for it on the big screen you wouldn't have necessarily like to have done that i don't quite i think i still would have enjoyed the experience of seeing a coming to america film on the big screen but this film isn't that first film I'm going to come in, and it is a little bit generous, but I want to come in a little bit higher than what you did. I'm going to come in at a three out of five. Um, It is a movie that I will watch again, and hopefully I'll be able to add it to my collection and they'll release it on Blu-ray. Hopefully. But who knows with Amazon? Like I don't know how they put out physical media. Just how does physical media work anymore? Where do we... We still get it. I'm worried. Of course we can. Of course As we I can. look over at my it's just, giant shelf, it's of... just limited. But this is a movie <laughs> that it's nice to know I'll have access to on Amazon. But 
just like owning that first film, I'd like to add the sequel. And it's it's a fun movie. It's a fun movie. And, you know, there you go. Um, before we finish, I just want to give a little bit of trivia. Not for this you film, You have though. more trivia. You had yeah. so much trivia. Have I? Whole this is, so this is actual, stuff. this is trivia, proper trivia. This is the trivia section, but it's not for this <laughs> film. It's from that movie that came out in 1988. And it's, <laughs> <laughs> I've mentioned it to you already because I thought you guys had talked about it on your review. So you've got the artist Drew Struzan. Everybody knows who he is. Star Wars, Goonies, Back to the Future, and hundreds and hundreds of more, including uh, the poster for Coming to America. But originally, you had Struzan, who put together the larger-than-life character of Paul Hogan for Crocodile Dundee 2, but Hogan didn't like it. He said... Our sunsets in Australia are yellow. But Paramount thought the poster concept was perfect for Eddie Murphy's Coming to America. So if you think back to the poster for that first movie, it's got him stood there on Fifth Avenue. Originally, that was supposed to be for Crocodile Dundee 2. There you go. Little bit of trivia. Well, I've got your attention, though. A little bit more trivia. <laughs> Nothing to do with Coming to America, but Arsenio Hall. The real Ghostbusters cartoon, you know, Hall voiced Winston Zedmore in that show. Before he was cast, Ernie Hudson auditioned but didn't get the part. Yeah. Even though Bloody. he's Winston on the big screen. That's the last <laughs> of my of my trivia. <laughs> and that's it for our review of Coming to America. I almost said two at the end, but the two is implied. It's in the middle. (laughs) Please go subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. And please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast. Yeah, you almost need to say coming to America. Yeah. Too late now. Uh, we're, We've done the whole review without doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as that Film Street Podcast. Um, and we also have our companion shows, Rewind and Review and Sounds Like Comics, which each have their own Facebook pages. All of our episodes can be found on our website, thatfilmstudiopodcast.com. Keep an eye out for the 2021 return of our movie show um, and our next review, Chaos Walking. You've seen it. I haven't. But I've also seen the percentage on Rotten Tomatoes. Fingers crossed it's better than people say. You've been listening to Luke and Jason, the guys from that film, Stu. See you soon. Bye.